It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged Wednesday edition, episode 659. Um, Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to Dr. Dish, the best shooting machine on the market. You know, Twin Cities has been going through, and Minneapolis has been going through great times, but these are great people. Um, Go over and help them out, support them. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I always find the summer is the time to work on my craft, uh, time for me to become a better basketball coach, time for me to, to work on my stuff along with the players. I have, like I said, the last couple of days, have been working and crafting an individual workout for your players, conditioning, shooting, working, agility, mental aspect, motivation, all sorts of stuff. And the only thing you need to do to go get it, and each one of them can have it on their own phones, um, only thing you need to do to go get that is become a member of teachups.com. So go over and check it out and let's head off to the podcast. Yeah, perfect. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, All right. So practice planning, go ahead, coach. We're going to, we're going to come out. We're, we're going to go off coaches, just desktop here, but that will work. So go ahead and call yours coach, go through your practice planning and I'll jump yep. in with lots of questions. I'm sure. All right. So obviously, you know, very, very, very important, I think, to um, plan out the practice and then stick to your practice plan. You know, if you've if we've taken time to think about it and write it down on paper, you know, it's important enough to do and try to try to be as disciplined as we can to with each of the times that we've set aside or uh, allotted for that drill. You know, obviously, occasionally, if you need to run over or if you need to spend a little more time somewhere, but try really not to because if it's important enough to put on paper, it's important enough to do it is the way I feel. Uh, but, you know, if we were going to be pressing, if we've committed to being a full court man-to-man pressing team that's going to trap and, and, and on, on occasion or trap consistently or 
just play full court man to man. You know, we're gonna if we're gonna commit to it, we're gonna spend a, a good bit of time working on it every day, especially for the first you know two and a half three weeks. You know, those first 21 days of practice when we can create a habit and you know provide some consistency. Um, you know, I don't know about a lot of coaches out there, but for me, a lot of our guys, you know, that I get to coach now, um, and even you know even even our staff, life is not consistent. You know, no. there's, there's constant change in it. So, right. you know, we try to, with especially that first three weeks of practice before we start games for real, to provide a ton of consistency in doing the same drills and just trying to do them well, both with press, offense, and defense. So, you know, jumping into it, we would talk to our guys and talk to our staff about why we press. You know, obviously, right. we're going to try to get steals in the backcourt, steals in the front court, line of the ball, digs, backside. That's all terminology that comes in as we're on the floor teaching. Um, we're going to try to force quick, bad shots from guys we want to shooting to create a numbers advantage and for us to gang rebound. That was more of something I developed when I was at Leesburg. Um, at Leesburg, we had a bunch of kids that were 5'10 to 6'1 to 6'2, right. um, playing against some of the better teams in the state and uh, some of the better teams in the in the, in the the region. And for us to rebound against them, you know, we need to create a numbers game and, and have five on four or five on three while their other players were still on the other side of half court. They're taking a quick shot and we can come down and gang rebound on that backside. Um, but we still do it here at the Villages, even though we've got a little bit more size here. Right. And then obviously, you know, we, we really spend a lot of time on conditioning in the preseason and, and during the early part of the um, regular season. And, and how long do you have, how long do you have before your first game? Um, well, you know, we get um, two weeks of conditioning, uh, nothing, no basketballs, right. no no sports-specific drills. Um, so we get two weeks of conditioning, and then we have roughly two and a half, three weeks um, before we play some preseason games, and then uh, uh, about four weeks before our first, our first game. Okay. Uh, one of the issues that we do run into in Florida, though, quite a bit is Florida. our football, football kids. Yeah. Um, so, like, this year, two of our two of our f- five – starters regional final football team so we didn't get them back until about a week before christmas right um so you know they missed the first eight or nine games of the year so then we had to re go go back and redo everything you know how that goes yeah um but you know but one of the nice things about florida is in the summer you know, we can spend as much time with our guys as we want um from the day school gets out to the day goes back usually it's june because they're traveling and Right. The, other, the other months. Um, but then in the fall, we can do the same thing. We can form a travel team and uh, we can work out with our well, guys nice. um, as, as much as we want. But then two weeks prior to the season, that all has to stop. Can't touch a basketball, that kind of thing. And, okay. Um, and so that's, that's where you got a condition. Oh, I like that. Condition. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah. And so and these, these are all drills you're putting in to work on your pressure. That's right. These are all okay. pressure drills. These are all to work on our full court man-to-man, full court man-to-man principles and how they're different from our half court man-to-man principles and where they change at. You know, okay. The, okay. You know every court in America has got a volleyball line on it. Yeah, that's usually God. where we yeah. go from full court pressing, you know, taking risks, gambling, because there's plenty of time to make it up to once we get it, once it gets close to that volleyball line, now it's over and we're, we're into, you know, our, our half right. court man-to-man principles. Okay. Um, okay. You know, the first thing is just a, an oldie, goodie, but a goodie. It's a, it's a drill from Gordon Gibbons, that coach at Clayton State, and uh, he's uh, in the Hall of Fame in Florida. It's just a four-second drill. Literally put uh, groups of five on the baseline and hit the whistle, and they've got a sprint from the baseline to the block in four seconds. Good way to start practice um, after we've done a little bit of shooting to warm up or something like that. And it, it sounds, you know, elementary, but this is elementary. You know, if, if you can get your guys, you know, when you're going to press and trap and react, at 84 to 90 feet, you're going to give up some, so, some numbers. So where, where are they standing? They're standing on the baseline? So standing all the way, five, you know, three three lines of five. Okay. Yeah, three lines of five. And so you got five guys going, you hit the whistle, and they got four seconds to sprint from baseline 
to the block, turn and get in the stand. And it's a great way to see, you know, if they're ready to practice. And it's a great way to see if who's going to be dogging it that day. And it's also a great way to just let them know if you can get from the baseline to here in four seconds, if you sprint out of a trap, you can get to the backside and get a steal that's coming back to you on that pass or you can get on the backside and rebound. It's just a, it's just a good way to tie it. You know, like to always like to end, you know, start where you're going to end up. Right. And when we go through a lot of this stuff that we're about to go through, you know, this, the sprinting at the beginning will come to be a, uh, a scrimmage applicable and a game applicable skill that they will see and, and be able to point out this is why we do this getting to the next thing is, is a dig drill that we'll go through um, there's some some you know just trying to put down some thoughts there that are going to remind us and our staff as we go through these things with with the dig drill we'll uh split up into two groups i and and an assistant will, will get on each end um, but these are just reminders to all of our coaches and all of our coaches. We usually have three to four in the gym. We'll be assigned, you know, one of these um, tasks to make sure we're doing it at a high level. Sometimes I give both assistants an end and then I'm watching from the top of the bleachers and making sure we're doing it right or whatever. Right. But we'll get into that a little bit when we start diagramming it. 15 minutes of two versus one trap drill. And each one builds on each other. 10 minutes of 32-21 drill, which is old school, three on two, two on one. But it's just the best way I've found to teach what happens when a speed dribble happens and what you're supposed to do in the press. And then we put it all together um, in a four on four trap and react drill. And as time goes, you know, this is going to eat up a lot of your time um, early on in practice. But like I said, you know, if, if you're going to do yeah, it, if I zoom my minute, it, what was that? That was almost 45 minutes. It's 55 minutes. It's, and then the okay. next thing would be five minutes of, uh, you know, free throws and water. Okay. Um, and it's going to eat up a lot of time. And, you know, like I said, for the first two weeks, you know, we may do this if we've committed to being this type of team. Um, and then as we get into those, the, the first 15, 30, 40 minutes of it, um, those are all the things that feed into four on four trap and react. So as we go and we need to spend more time on half court offense or out of bounds plays or sideline out of bounds or situations or whatever, right. we can take time away from that 40 minutes, add it into the trap and react drill. And let's say we make the trap and react drill 20 minutes or 25 minutes, now we have all that extra time to spend in other places. But yeah, so all of it, yeah, all of it feeds into the, if you, if coach, if you made me say you can only do one drill for the rest of your life to teach the press, it'd be four on four trap and react because that's what puts it all together. It's the whole, so, yeah. yeah, you're doing some of the parts and now you're going to the whole, yeah. That Absolutely, yep, yep, part whole and then part. Yep. And, then, and then, you know, as, you know, like I put on the next thing is obviously fundamentals taught emphasize through drills and then in film you know we're going to film each of those parts and we're going to film the four on four trap and react organized scrimmage or a controlled scrimmage um and then we're going to watch the film the next day and, and see who didn't take good angles see who didn't sprint backside um you know see who didn't react when they should have been reacting and anticipating and who was flat-footed, who wasn't working together and, and, and having each other's back. Uh, but the fundamentals are, you know, the hardest thing to get everybody to do is, and it's a domino effect, is sprint to their man, is when the ball goes through the hoop, flying to a man, you know, flying to your uh, your man. And we've done it one, we've done it a couple different ways. We've done it to where you sprint to whoever is the closest guy to you. Right. I don't really like that because I like putting our guys on who I want them guarding. Because so, high school basketball is about matchups. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we um, – you know, we work tirelessly on getting them to sprint to their men. And then once they get there, there's the fundamentals of having two trappers. And the word digger will mean more in a little while. The word reactor will mean more. Obviously, discipline traps. Um, what to do when you see a speed dribble, ball basket, form the eye. Uh, Matchup, difference between full court and half court principles. And then obviously, transition box outs and half court box outs. Okay. Um, so that's that part of it. 
Um, so the practice planning of it and detailing it, like I said, put it on paper, you know, spend the time, especially early in the season, man. You know, I just, I really try to discipline myself and our staff to, this is what we're doing. I don't care if it's not, you know, early in my career, I got into perfecting drills and I got my butt whooped in a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. um, and so now it's, you know, if it's not where I wanted to be, well, it's not supposed to be yet. And it right. will be. And it will be, it will get better. Yeah, I agree. So go on to the next thing. Um, but the first drill, you can still see my screen coach. I can, it's perfect. Yeah. Got one-on-one -on -one dig drill, um, no sideline, no baseline. Forgive me for my chicken scratch, but. No, I, but it's good. It's good. Oh. Okay. I don't have access to all my stuff over at the school right now. We're locked out of it. So one-on-one -on -one dig drill. This is simple. We're going to split them up, put coaches on, put two groups of, you know, we usually carry 12 to 13 guys. Um, so we're going to put two groups of six on each end and partner them up. Um, you've got the coach here and you've got offensive one and often and, and defender one. Okay. So offensive one is getting in them, shading them, letting him have half of his body. And he's trying to push him into that coffin corner. Right. Um, and once he gets him there, um, you know, obviously his job is to not give up any sideline. So offensive one is going to go three quarter speed and just try to beat him sideline, but he's going to let X one get there and cut off the sideline. Okay. Once he gets there off offensive one is going to take off in a dribble across okay. the, across the lane yep. or across the middle of the court and uh, across that third. And as he goes, and as he goes, then we're going to dig with the inside hand. So you're going to run, and we call a dig a tap out or a poke out. Um, you know, when, when people are running behind you and they're yelling woof, that's what we're trying to – we're trying to run, and we're keeping the hand under oh, the yeah. ball, yeah, going up. Yeah, because anytime we teach, anytime you go down, and if we see it in practice, anytime you lunge, even if you get the ball or you go from top to down, we're calling a foul. Um, because the refs are going to call foul even if you get out ball. Where right. we teach to, you know, it's kind of the old, you know, Herb Brooks thing with uh, right. Miracle, you know, the, the legs feed the wolf. Right. We, we run beside them and we teach that you can run a lot faster than even an elite point guard can dribble the ball. And so you run beside them until you're ready to tap it out. And when you tap it out, then you go chase it down, two hands, chin it, pivot. And then we, we, we accelerate the drill sometimes into then it's one-on-one -on -one back the other way. But early on in the season, it's just you get it, chin it, and then go score a layup because you've done the work and get the ball. The other part of it is, if you look at the, neck, at the bottom. So are you trying, like, are they trying, what happens if they don't tap it away? They, you're, well, I mean, they should. The offense is letting them. The offense the is, offense is going three-quarter speed. Okay. It's okay. not a, and that sometimes, that's a great question. Sometimes, um, especially you know, the last couple of years, we have some really competitive groups that take every single drill, no right. matter what, like right. I'm going to beat this guy. And they, they hit that point on the, on the sideline and then they're still trying to beat him. And I've had to have a few hard to hearts with guys about, can we please work on the fundamental of what we're doing? We'll get into the competitive aspect of right. this. Right. Um, yeah. But then the, the same thing on the baseline. So coach has the ball. Oh, one's at the elbow. Fender one is cutting the court in half, literally putting his right foot on the, the coach is on the, the right-hand side of the backboard, um, putting his right foot on the baseline. And if the coach ball fakes anywhere to the, the, the right side of the floor, to where O1's going, he's letting him go there. But if okay. he's he's but he's gonna make sure that nothing comes no passes come to the left side of the floor. Hey, coach! I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. Um, those do mean a lot to us. The written reviews are really important. Um, two two other things that you can do to help us out that doesn't cost you anything. First thing you can go over and subscribe and like and join our YouTube channel, Teach Hoops. Um, you get updates all the time on that. Um, you can also, if you do any sort of shopping on Amazon, you can click our Amazon link down below, www.teachhoops.com backslash Amazon. Bookmark that. Anytime you do any shopping on Amazon, we get a small little commission. 
and uh, it helps us uh, with our hosting fees. And if you really, really, really want to help us out, you come over and join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better, become a better basketball coach. Um, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons I got into this was to not only help my players, but to help other coaches. Um, and like I said, we ask our players to work on their craft. Are you working on your craft? Let me help you become a better basketball coach. All right, back to the podcast. Okay. Um, so we're cutting the court in half. Once O one one catches it, X1 is going to take one big step back and then sprint to his trap with corralling and containing. Offensive one's three-quarter speed, and he's going to take off. X1 is going to cut him off at the baseline because he's trying to sprint ahead of him. That's something right. I didn't explain in the last one, but turn. You know, we teach once they get your hips, your beat, you know, right. turn, sprint, break the contact. And then, you know, that guy's going to change that direction. And now the, the digger is going to end up being, he's going to dig with his inside hand. So it's going to be his right hand where the other guy was with his left hand. Okay. So that makes sense. just a simple drill, um, yep. you know, and then, you know, it's 10 minutes, three quarter speed, you know, as we continue to do it and get better at it, we may and make is there it anything live. else you build on top of this? this yeah. Is the next, yeah. The next drill that we do. The next drill. Um, build, okay. Builds, you have the next drill builds on it. So two on one dig drill. So now it's the same drill, but you right. take, um, you take, instead of having one defender, you now have two. So X1 is doing the same thing. X2 is doing the same thing. Right. When the ball comes in. You're just now, putting them together. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and here, this is where it gets real is, you know, and like you do, you play against a lot of elite guards and, you know, right. we're willing to do this. You know, we, we believe in it enough. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it. I don't care who we're playing necessarily. Right. And they're going to beat you baseline. They're going to beat you sideline when you, but you're not, you're going to turn sprint and not give it up. And when we don't give it up, the only way that they're going to go is through the middle. So if I turn and beat him sideline, this guy's running at his butt and waiting for him to cross over between the legs, waiting for him to put it behind his back. And and same thing going baseline. Because that's and the only so place he one, can go. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Yep. And uh, yep. And we're making it to where even if even if he beats it, you know, and that's part of the why, you know, is right. if he beats it, we're still sprinting out of it. Our other guys are going to go ball basket. We're going to protect. And they might get a, you know, in I think, you know, we're not trying to give up layups. We're not trying to say you're going to score on us this amount of times. But if you're going to press full court and little kamikaze style, if you will, um, right. occasionally you're going to give up a bucket or here here or there but you know if you stick to your principles and stick to the the, the rules more times than not you know you're going to win those number of situations right um but you know so and then once we once we get the ball so if we're doing it the first five minutes of this would be three-quarter speed just like the first drill was right and so he's he's dribbling up the sideline he might back dribble go or go down the baseline and then he's going to split it and we're going to go here, right? And we're going right. to dig it out. We might spend the next five minutes, you know, on the first day. He dribbled, dribbled, and now we actually can set the trap. We've corralled them. And then once you set the okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah. then eventually you're building this to the four-on-four four where there'll be rotations and yeah, after absolutely. the show. Okay, okay. Yep, yep. absolutely, yep. yep. So, That's and, then, okay. yep. and then as the days progress, you know, this would build into a two-on-one live drill where right. now he's got it. If he beats you, he wins, and the white team gets a point. If he beats you base, baseline, he gets a point. If he splits you and you don't dig it before he gets to half court, he gets the point. Okay. Um, or we've let it go all the way to, to scoring, you know, and then, yep. so yeah, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, and then it gets into our next drill. It'll come back to that. This is the old school. I'm sure this is not rocket science. You know, something I talking to a coach the other day, too, and when they were working on their disadvantage drills, too, they basically yep. let them, once they get a pass half court, make as many passes as there are defenders. That, that's a, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I've never heard we of that try, yep. Yeah, we, we try to, we tell our guys, 
if you're in a disadvantage and you know we we start with 32 21 just because it gets everybody involved right. and it breaks up the drill work of practice a little bit we also do a three on two plus one and a two on one plus one and, and point game. Yeah, all those. But it's like um, anything you can change those. Those are great drills. I still do that. Any way you can change them up like that little tweak that I was like, oh, that's interesting. You go three on two. So you get two passes once you get it down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also teaching them to attack, you know, it's yep. like offensively. Yep. But yeah, go ahead, coach. I didn't mean to Absolutely. Know, so yeah, we do three uh, 32 21. I'm sure, you know, some people yep. call this 11 man. I'm sure people have seen this before, but it's it's really and I won't I won't belabor the point too much cuz it's it's really yeah, 11 just, man. We can walk. Yeah. The the um do you do any special rules on when you do this? We do. Um so a couple of things we do. Number X1 and X2. This is really why we're doing the drill because when we do the trapping that we just walk, walk through that we're going to show you that we're going to go back through in a minute. Right. Um invariably you're going to end up in a numbers disadvantage situation. So right. we teach X1 and X2. Anytime you see speed dribble, excuse my language, but we say, oh, shit, the press right. is over. And we turn, drop, and sprint. And that's exactly what we say to our guys. One of you's taking the ball. One of you's taking the basket. And we're forming an eye, right? Okay. Um, now, the rules we put in it for offense um, to start is we're going to do the, the traditional three-on-two break. We're going to make a pass up, the, 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 up to a wing. Yep. The passer is going to follow the ball to the elbow. That should put X2 on offensive two. X1's dropped to the backside and ready to take offensive three. And when we throw it back to the, the, the guy that pushed it up and is now at the free throw line, he's going to shoot it every time. So we turn it into a box out. Okay. Um, so it's not as much about we're, – we're still – you know, we got a coach right here talking to them about, you know, volleyball line. We're stopping the ball. Press is over. We're going to ride them out if they try to penetrate. But for the sake of the drill to start, they're going to make the pass, and we're going to turn it into a transition box out. Like um, if, if, oh, if, if offensive three has got inside position, we work on reverse box outs, which blows kids' minds that they can, you know, push somebody under the basket, and it's just right. as <laughs> just as um, effective as boxing them out from inside out. Um, and the then good ones, the good ones already know that. Like yeah. it's like, yeah. well, I, like I tell my guys, I don't care if you can get the rebound when the ball's going through the hoop. Who cares? Right. Like I need your grandma <laughs> to do that. That doesn't right. Matter. They're just shoving right. you underneath. They're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then it goes back, you know, two on one and same thing. And then the rules with what we're with uh, when it goes back two on one. Anytime we're going three on two or two on one, if if the offense makes more than two passes, especially in the two on one. We call that a win for the for the defense. The defense gets a win. So you you coming down, you're stunting at him. You make him make the pass. You get back, and he throws another pass. By that time, we've had somebody sprint backside because we've already talked about in four seconds you can go from baseline to block. Base. So if they're dribbling right. the ball up, you better be able to. You if you can't get baseline to block to have your boys back, then you don't need to be playing for us. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's a conceit over there. Yes, yes, yeah, it's right. exactly exactly. H one H one is what I say to my guys because the 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 end of our bench is you know you go A one A two A three. H1 yep. is the end of our bench. I want to get a t-shirt with just H1 on it. I love it, man. H1 it. is where you're going to sit, man. Just H- yep. I just say H1 and they know it. I I'm love that, man. That's the yeah. end of the bench, man. Yep. <laughs> you want to be an H1, yeah. go ahead. That's all I got to say. It. I don't even have to say anything yeah. else. Yeah. Or H1, yeah. yeah. Get yeah. a get a shirt for your starters with H1 yeah. and your rotation with, with it crossed <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. I'm I like it. Um, so, yeah, that's basically our 3221. And like I said, we'll do three on two plus one and two on one plus one once we get a little bit more in. Or, or if we see on film in practice or scrimmage and, or, or drill work or scrimmage or games that we're struggling in that area, then we'll, you know, come back to that. Um, and then we finish it. This is, like I said, this would be – This would be your drill. I, 
Okay. This would be it. If you told me I was only allowed to coach one drill to teach the press and I had to, I couldn't do all my breakdown stuff, this would be it. Um, so we got four on four trap and react. And with four on four trap and react, we started out of dead balls and out of live ball situations. Um, okay. We do it a couple of different ways. This, this is the part of the early season practice where the kids like it the most because it's the most like hooping. It's the most right. like just playing ball. But we, you know, we see when we play man-to-man full court pressure and we trap out of it, we see a ton of different man-to-man press breaks, obviously, right? right. So, you know, I've got just a cross screen set up here, but we'll stagger yeah. it. We'll set up a stack. We'll set up a diamond. We'll, yeah. you know, if we're getting ready. Whatever to you're going to see that week too. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever we're going to see, you know, and, and I'm always, you know, watching games or scouting somebody else. If I see something, I'm like, oh, we're going to put that into our four on four trap and react drill. Right. And then you can do this three on three. You can do it four on four. You can do it five on five. Um, I like four on four as opposed to three on three. Cause when you go three on three, there's nobody here to stop the ball getting pushed too fast. And it becomes just a layup. Um, right. Cause there's, there's two guys trapping one guy and a guard two. They throw it to whoever's open and then they're off to the races. So I like four on four, but what we do here is we got X one and X two offense, one offense, two simple cross screen. It's an automatic switch. Any screen, any screen against our pressure, cross screen, down screen, back screen, any kind of screen we're switching it. And we talk about a disciplined switch a lot. It's not just a switch where, hey, I got this guy. It's, it's we're right. switching when X2 touches X1. I'm sorry, when X2 touches O1. And X1 is going to jump into X2 just like he did at this elbow in the one-on-one yep. um, dig drill. Yeah. He's gonna, and he's going to put them where he wants them. And right. once he gets talk, across touch, take his, is his what we shoulder. Do. We, we always talk talk, touch, yep. take. Do you switch in the half court too all the time? Yeah, touch, talk, touch. That's, yeah, we, we call it the discipline switch. Okay. We, until two years ago, we started to, um, everything away um, and we switched occasionally. Okay. Um, but yeah, we, we switch a lot. Um, two years ago, we, we quit switching quite as much because it had to be to get to the regional tournament, um, or to get to this, the final four, right. um, exploited when we didn't do that. Um, okay. but yeah, I think next going into 2021, we're going to be, because we're back to switching everything. The other thing is, you know, when you're spending as much time on this stuff, it does take away a little bit of the time of breaking down your half court shell and your half court um, ball screens, away right. screens, um, and you don't get as much time to rep them. So, you know, try to keep it as simple as you can. And, and you know, I've, you know, Rick Majerus, right? He said right. The, the, the switch doesn't kill you, the open shot kills you. And, you know, we work on our guys, even our bigger guys, you know, using their length and anticipating drive. And now if we play a team, that is gonna is gonna get us to switch just so they can get the matchup they want. Um, you know, then we'll make the adjust it. And then you just basically go four on four. You do the stop, score, stop, score, stop, score thing. Yep. Or the usually we, we put stop, score, stop in there, but usually it's just a three point game. It's because uh, when it's three points, um, each possession matters, and yeah. you have to get a basket to score. And what the best part about it is, like I said in the, in the beginning, is that. Once you get through the fundamentals of this and you switch here and you get them here and you trap and you got these two guys trapping, now you got a guy reacting. The reactor's got to take the first pass, but he can also take the – I didn't draw the arrow, but he also can take the second pass. There's no set rule for this guy, for the X2 or X4. We call them reactors. Um, I've actually thought about, and I probably should, that's just what my high school coach called it, Pat Todd. He called them reactors, so I've called them reactors. I don't like the word react, though. These guys should be called anticipators um, right. because they're anticipating where the ball is going to go next. So you're not, you're not taking and the two closest to... passes. You're not, you're not taking – like, if you trap there – Yeah, if you trap here, 
and we get a trap set. And, you know, we talk about a lot, you know, these guys, they're the safeties of the defense, right? Right. And, and if we've got the quarterback under duress, well, then you can leave your guy even more and we can get off and gamble even more. If he's under control and we have a weak trap and he's kind of standing back there in the pocket and waiting and going through his progressions, well, you probably don't want to come off your guy and give up a direct line pass. And obviously, you know, active hands. And once we trap, I did, we didn't get into that too much. But right. once we trap, we're locking legs, we're mirroring the ball, we're not jumping, we're trying to get deflections. We don't, we're not trying – the only dribble we're going to steal is that dig. We're not reaching down. We're right. not trying to steal the dribble. We're trying to get deflections, make them make soft passes. And when those air passes in the air, two things it does, it gives our guys time to anticipate and react. It also, you know, if, if the ball gets thrown, like let's say – Let's say X2 took away O2 O or O3, yeah. I'm sorry, and X4 takes away O2 and the ball gets thrown to O4. Well, now we call that the line of the ball. And if you're not with the line of the ball, if you're not even with the line of the ball, you better be on running like your rear end's on fire to get even with the ball. And if this guy's in that speed dribble, now the fifth man, if we had a five, the five man on right. the court, now he'd be sprinting. And now we're in two on one with guys sprinting back. And again, if you make him make two passes, and you've won because we're going to get the steal on the backside or something good's going to happen. Do you have a rule when you're just like sprint back? You're in the four second, you better get your butt back. Is there a rule like the ball gets in the middle, the ball gets... If the ball gets ahead of you. If the ball gets ahead of you. Okay. So like I said, line of the ball. Anytime the ball gets ahead of you, if you're not even with the ball, you need to sprint to the line of the ball. Now, I didn't diagram it, but like let's okay. say... So this is what happens a lot too, and this is when it gets fun. Is like let's say let's say we had another uh, X five right here right, right? and yep. and O five yeah um let's say they trap X two slow and getting to here X four is here but let's say they they throw it X three and then they swing it here right now that's still on the outside third and we're still behind the volleyball line right right we if he speed dribbles we want to keep him up the sideline and if we can he can go take sideline and he can take here and now we're corralling containing trapping and digging again. If we can get another trap, now these guys, if we trap again, then that's where it gets really deadly. If we can get that second trap. Hey, Coach, hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you subscribe and like. Go over right now. Stop. Join com. Say, I want to become a better basketball coach. I want to win a state title. I want to learn what it takes to make my take my team to the next level. Well, I can help you do that. Um, I've been through all the battles you've been through. Let me help you through this great process we call coaching. All right, have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.